Like you're a slob. Like shut your whore mouth. Order- <laughs> that's it. Yeah, like the fir- the phrase pigeon toss. Like I find that hilarious. <laughs> like as if you were to toss a pigeon. What like, the fuck is a pigeon toss? No, like you just pigeon toss a guy out of the way. Like. Let's go! He scores. Don't forget to catch Stick in Rink, the healthiest podcast in the Vancouver area every monday on the stick in rink podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts from or on the hockey podcast network every team everywhere you know how fucked i am in the head when you said pidget toss the first thing i thought of was midget toss we're back Right there, dog. He's just start recording. Yeah. No, that's okay. We can keep going with it. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bolts broadcast. It's been a long while. It has. It's been Indeed over it a month and a half. And Mike and Chase are back with you, Bolts broadcast. Uh, Chase, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm amped to talk hockey. It's been so long. It has been quite a while. Uh, no longer going to do the... Brand new hockey podcast, all about the new hockey podcast, you know, all that. Because, uh, you know, we've been doing it for at least six months. I can't do the math on the spot, <laughs> but at least six months. At least half a year. Uh, probably longer. I think it's been like eight, nine months. So Yeah, so I was, I was in the same, you know, area. Yeah, you're, you're close. You're close. I was plus or minus a year. You know, yeah, we're there, good. There you go. Uh, but, yeah, we've got a lot of hockey to talk about with all of you it's been quite some time since we've come to you we've had quite the updates since then so chase let's just hop right into it uh let's talk about what we did while we were on our little hiatus on our little break you know we we didn't have much hockey we didn't have much sports at all so what were we really doing what were you doing specifically I really just kind of a whole lot of nothing. Uh, did a dynasty football startup draft that you were also a part of. So that was fun to get a little bit of sports action in the midst of nothing going on. Uh, other than that, not much. Uh, just got two new jobs, uh, officially graduated college, and just kind of living the dream, you know, living the dream as much as you can in the midst of a global pandemic. For sure. How was your graduation ceremony? Oh, oh it was it was so cool. I, I only graduated with 283 kids. It was a small college, but... Uh, Instead of just, you know, the 283 names, that will, it's not even that hard to read off all those names really quickly, like in an online video. They instead read off, like, the five valedictorians and then ended the video after about five minutes. That was their graduation. It's like, oh, cool, I just spent over 100 grand at the school for that. Great. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a nice graduation ceremony. I'm really hoping that next year that's not the same case. Yeah, but, it, uh, it, it was bad. Uh, so me, I uh, didn't, like, did some online school. Because I got summer classes. Uh, I did do the Dynasty Draft with you. My team is uh, not not in the position to win right now, but I got a lot of good young players. Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb. If you guys pay attention to football, you'll know who those guys are. So very excited for that. Uh, any any kind of sports I can get, I'm very happy with. Been doing some golfing, you know. Golf's pretty pretty fun when there's nothing else to do yeah. and yeah i mean that's pretty much it i've been just vibing 
went back to work, uh, a delivery boy, you know, that's me. Captain <laughs> Mayor Local Panera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, hey, it brings in some money, so that's all that matters. So, yeah, just really been chilling. Hope you guys are happy and healthy. The pandemic is kind of crazy. We've seen a lot of crazy stuff happening in 2020. So let's just hope 2021 is better. Uh, or, or even just hope that the rest of 2020. Yeah, this last uh, you know couple months of 2020 is great. So, uh, Chase, let's talk about some of the things we know when it comes to the NHL. We've got a lot of uh, testing going on in the NHL. We see that some players have tested positive for COVID, but also uh, the NHL has put rules out there where you can't discuss or disclose any type of injuries that happen or any type of uh, ailments that may affect the players as well as there's some players sitting out because they are uh, a little worried with the current conditions of the NHL's planned quarantine. Yeah so as everyone knows this whole COVID-19 pandemic's been a mess. Uh, We expected numbers to hopefully go down especially in in the U.S. as summer got along they were thinking that it would pick back up you know, come time it gets colder again, so times fall like when comes fall winter, excuse me. But no, uh, people just didn't really follow social distancing well enough, and here we are spiking very dramatically. You know, states like Florida, you know, our our, our home state for our hockey team, they are in a pretty much like state of emergency with how many cases are growing there day by day. It's it's a nightmare. So everyone, yeah, just just keep being safe. Uh, so there is some news, of course, to report on. Uh, there's been a uh, handful of NHL players, three from our Tampa Bay Lightning, that uh, had COVID. The names were not announced. Uh, if they somehow were, somehow leaked somewhere, then Mike and I completely missed them, and, and I made sure to do a bunch of extra research just to make sure I didn't miss them. So we don't know who it is. It could be, you know, it could, could be Stamkos, could be Kucherov, it could be Hobart, it, 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 could, it could be anybody. We, we don't know who it is. Uh, all we know is that they are recovered now. There's also two staff members that got it, but everyone is recovered now, healthy. So hopefully going to uh, Toronto, the one hub city for the East, uh, they'll be safe to go. And then with players sitting out, we currently have six names that are officially sitting out. Steve Camfer, Travis Homotic, Roman Polak, Mike Green, Carl Osner, Osner, excuse me, and Sven Berchi. So I'd say the biggest name on that list is Mike Green. And I, I think he would help the Edmonton team, but I don't think he kills them not being there either. So it's, it's a list of guys who could be helpful to their team but aren't key pieces. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't been like a superstar player that hasn't held back yet for health reasons or whatever. But if that happens, that that would really suck for you know the quality of these playoffs, quality of these teams. So I'm just really hoping that doesn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. No stars have decided to sit out quite yet, but a little bit unfortunate for uh, our friends in the East, the Pittsburgh Penguins. We saw yesterday a report that Sidney Crosby had to come off the ice. Uh, a little bit early during their scrimmage, and we don't know what it's about. Mike Sullivan came out and said, per the NHL rules, they uh, can't really say anything. They can't disclose anything. So that would be a giant hit to not only the Penguins, but really the whole league. You got one yeah. of the best players having to sit out, whether it's injury or uh, COVID or whatever it is. Hopefully that's not the case, but right now we've got no idea. They couldn't disclose anything to us. Yeah, that, that would be horrible. And that is one good thing about this playoffs being so delayed. I, I'm still a little iffy on it myself. I'm happy there's going to be hockey. There is like a, a medium there. And, you know, there's a, a happy medium. You can be a little nervous and be excited about hockey coming back at the same time. You don't have to be one way or another. Uh, so, you know, a good thing is that a lot of these injured players are getting healthy. So 
uh, I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but I might as well talk about it right now. You know, Steven Samkos, he's he's skating full-time. He's full participant in practice again. And we weren't sure if that was going to happen at any point in the playoffs at all. I mean, it probably wouldn't have because it's July. The playoffs would end in June. So, like, he, he's, you know, he's good to go, it sounds like. Uh, and then you're talking about the Penguins. Jake Gensel thought he was done for pretty much the year. He's going to come back just healthy for the playoffs for them. So all these teams pretty much got healthy, good to go. So it, that could be something really good, especially if everyone kept in shape. We could see some really high-quality hockey, or it could be just the scrappiest, ugliest thing we've ever seen. I, I really don't think there's much in between. Yeah, most definitely. And we see every year teams get affected by injuries when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, a lot of times people push through, like we saw Patrice Bergeron. He had, what was it, a punctured lung when he was playing yeah. in the playoffs, and he was still going. But sometimes there are cases where a star player goes down and he just can't play. So it's nice to see that everyone is back healthy, and we're going to see a full slate of teams outside of the players that are uh, a little concerned and want to sit out or the players that are purposefully being held out for safety issues uh, amongst the team. But, Chase, let's talk about the hub cities. You mentioned Toronto is the hub city for the east, the hub city for the west right now, Edmonton, and it's not looking so great in Edmonton. Oh, God, no. So I'm not saying it was from a storm, but Rogers' place is leaking pretty bad. It, it It's a tough scene. They're claiming that they're going to get things good to go for uh, time that everyone comes to start practicing and playing. Uh, games start as soon as July 28th, if I'm not mistaken, for the exhibition games. So if they're really – that's that's nine days from us recording, eight days from this episode being released. If they can really get everything under wraps by then, I'll be a little surprised. Uh, I hope so. But it really just feels like they're giving every, being given every sign that, like, eh, maybe you should rethink about this. But I, I don't know. I, 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 just, I need hockey in my life. I, I know a lot of our listeners need hockey in their lives back as well. So hopefully they get it figured out. Yeah, most definitely. And if they don't, uh, what's going to happen? Are they, are they just going to play at, like, a junior B rank or something? Like, what's yes, going to happen? That, that, I don't know. Have, I was just having play at the Oil Kings rink, but I'm pretty sure they play where the Oilers play, so that'd be kind of irrelevant. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Just they can play for, for yeah, like, like a like a junior C tier three team. It's a rink where they sit 300 people. I'm not this to be fans anyway, but yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's gonna be a nightmare if they can't figure that out. But Chase, let's talk about some of the games now. We got schedules out. We've got some times going as well. Uh, let's talk first about some of the exhibition games. We see Tuesday, July 28th is the first day we get hockey back. And I know you're excited. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. It starts off with a bang, the Battle of Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh versus Philly. Uh, then you have Montreal versus Toronto, heated rivals there as well. And then the matchup we wanted to see the most in the playoffs, I think, the Battle of Alberta. We're not going to get it in the playoffs slash play-in round, but – we will get it in the exhibition game. I'm excited for that one. I mean, there's still a chance we get it in the playoffs, too, as long as everything goes right. So yeah. let's, let's be optimistic. But, yeah, at least we'll get a little bit of something. You know, first exhibition game, I don't think it's going to be the championess that we expect because if guys come out like that, there's going to be too many injuries. So I, I think everyone's really just going to be getting up to like pace to play again. So I, I, I don't care, though. It's hockey. I haven't watched, you know, live hockey in, in months. It's, it's been four months, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's been four months. Uh, I've just been watching last really couple weeks NHL Network. Anytime they show a game, I'm pretty much watching it. Like this is what I need in my life. I need this in my life. So I'll, I'll take anything I can get. Uh, hopefully by time the play-in matchups and the playoff matchups start up, everyone's back in the full swing of things, and the rivalries are back. The intensity's back. Yeah, most definitely. And you know, I just have a feeling. I know you said they're not going to come out full swinging, but what do you think of Matthew Kachuk? He's an instigator, no matter what it is. 
I think he's going to come out, maybe not, you know, chip down the opponents, maybe not uh, start smashing Connor McDavid into the boards or anything, but he's going to be talking for sure. And oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I think it's going to be a, a fun game to watch. Then we move on to Wednesday, July 29th. We've got six games on, and that's pretty much how it's going to be for the rest of the uh, playing round through, I think, August 9th is the final day. Uh, we're going to have pretty much five to six games every week unless there's like a, a 3-0 uh, sweep in the playing rounds, yeah. but uh, it's going to be a lot of hockey, and it's going to be very fun to watch, so I'm pretty excited. Chase, is there one matchup uh, you are looking towards the most? Because we are the Bolts broadcast. Our Tampa Bay Lightning are not in the playing round. We do have some round-robin matches with Philly, Washington, and Boston, so that's going to be fun. Hopefully we take those, but is there a playing round you're looking mostly at? Uh, the one I would say... Is out in the East. Uh, that would be Carolina Hurricanes versus New York Rangers. These are two teams that you and I both kind of like, thought that maybe they had a chance to do a little bit of damage play, especially the Rangers. They could squeak in and get hot at the right times with the way that they performed throughout some stretches this year. Uh, you know, they, they could be an exciting playoff team. So I, I look forward to watching this matchup. Uh, I hope the Rangers end up coming out on top of this one. I think it would just be awesome to see Henrik Lundqvist get another chance to go for a cup run and then get rewarded for Panarin, Spinajad, Adam Fox, Tony D'Angelo, just, you know, carrying that team all year. Yeah, for sure. And I like that matchup as well. There's a lot of good matchups coming up, but I think one I'm looking at is on the West, and that's Chicago versus Edmonton. There's a lot of skill in that matchup. We got Connor McDavid. Yeah. You got Patrick Kane, who's been a top three player in my mind over the last decade. Uh, so there's a lot of talent there. It's going to be very fun to watch, uh, but we'll see who prevails. And if they don't prevail... It's not so bad. Let's talk about the draft lottery real quick, Chase. Didn't really pan out for the Red Wings, who have been historically bad this season. No, yeah, you got a feel for Red Wings fans here. They, this team, they, they, they need a guy like Alexis Lafreniere, if not even maybe a Quentin Byfield, if not even maybe a Tim Schutzel. But they're not getting any of those three as a playoff team did win the draft lottery. They will be picking first overall, whichever – of all the teams that get eliminated in the playing rounds, so I'll have an equal opportunity to get that first overall pick. So one of those teams, they're getting Alexis Lafreniere. And if a team like the Oilers or the Predators or the Penguins or the Maple Leafs, if they, they, these teams that are already pretty skilled, get a guy like Alexis Lafreniere, I'm going to lose my marbles. I agree. And I think the two worst-case scenarios, at least in my mind, would be Edmonton and Toronto. I think... Toronto needs it the least because they have yeah. Tavares, Matthews, Nylander, uh, Marner, and so many others. But Edmonton, they need it more than Toronto. However, how many draft lotteries have they won in the past decade? Oh, it, it's been saying they've had four first overall picks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's stupid. So Edmonton, definitely not a team I want to see get it. Uh, however, every team is looking to win the playing round. Every team wants to advance to that first round of playoffs. Every team wants to win the cup. But if you do happen to lose in this playing round, you could have a chance at the best player coming into this draft. So yeah. that's quite interesting. Chase, let me get more of your thoughts on, on the draft lottery as a whole. I know you haven't been the biggest fan of no. the the most modern variation of this draft lottery. And I think it's it could be even worse right now because there are teams that have a chance to be into the playoffs and they could just uh, 
steal Alexi Lafreniere away from the lesser fortunate teams. Yeah, the NHL really screwed the pooch on this one. They set this up in the worst way. If they're going to make it so these playoff teams can have chances, they need to lower the odds or just wait until after the playing rounds to the lottery. They wanted to get themselves in the news. They wanted to get some recognition. And they still did a horrible job promoting it. Unless you were a real, true hockey fan, you didn't know the draft lottery was going on. I only knew what was going on because I kept looking up, all right, every day, when's it going to be? When's it going to happen? They didn't really promote it very well. They did a horrible job. So they just did something to get in the news. They did a bad job. They screwed themselves really hard. Uh, I For how they were planning on doing, doing it early, I said only make it the first or like, you know, the seven teams that are first out of the playoffs, only give them the chance because those teams are all very much deserving of a player like that. Or if you're, if you're going to wait, then do as I said. But I'm always in favor of last place having much higher odds. Right now, 18.5% is a joke, if you ask me. Odds are you're picking outside of the top three when you finish last place. And especially when you have a season like the Red Wings did. It's it's just it's, it's embarrassing to me. I always thought it should be 40% uh, to last place team, 20% to second to last, 10% to third to last, and then go down from there for percentages. I feel like that's a lot more fair because it, like it's it's like when uh, – I, I know uh, Nolan Patrick's kind of struggled as a pro, but, for example, you know Philly, I think they were the 13th pick at that time. They jumped up to second overall, got Nolan Patrick in that 2017 draft. Like, that's garbage. They were a borderline playoff team, and they get the second best player going into the draft. Like, I, I just I don't get how that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I agree. They kind of screwed the pooch on this year's draft lottery with adding the playing teams. But I, I do like the lottery because it does stop teams from tanking, which we've seen from Pittsburgh in the Lemieux draft. We saw from Ottawa. We saw from Buffalo in the McDavid draft. They were trading – any goalie that ever performed somewhat well. Uh, so I, I think the lottery is good, but I would agree with you. The percentages are off. And I kind of, I don't know what the percentages would be on my idea, uh, but I kind of just want to go away from the like computer side, determining all that kind of stuff. Why don't we just get like a, a raffle, what is it, roller, raffle, balls, whatever. You, yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, a raffle wheel, throw... Balls with the logos of each team in it and have, obviously, more for the worst team and less for the, uh, the the team that was closest to making the playoffs. So, for example, if we got 15 teams in the lottery, why don't you throw 15 Red Wing balls in there? 14, um, what was it, L.A. or Ottawa? Ottawa. Right? Throw them yeah, in there. Um, and continue to go down like that. So, you got a better chance, but I, I don't know what the, the numbers would be on that, but... Yeah, I don't know. That that's something I'd like to go back to because I, it just seems like the draft lottery has screwed teams over way too often, and it shouldn't be the case where the worst team is. It's basically improbable for the first or the worst team to get the first overall pick, and that's stupid. Yeah, it's it's, it's a the draft lottery is fine, like I, and I don't have a problem with it. Just yeah, as I said, the numbers are horrible. It's it's a bad system. It's something maybe the NHL will fix in the future. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Ho- hopefully they do, but you know, just the, I, as much as I love the NHL, as much as I love their product, they're not always the best decision makers. Yeah, most definitely. So uh, we know the play-in matchups. We've seen them. We know the exhibition matches that are happening. Let's talk a little bit more about the format. We were a little unsure when we were last talking about it, but we now know that the round robin will determine the seeding, and we know that whichever play-in uh, team gets in the lowest seed will versus the highest seed of the round robin and it'll continue to reseed every round i believe 
Yeah, I thought, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Uh, so it's it's a little weird. It wasn't something I was completely for at first, where I was like, okay, if the Bruins were going to finish in first place as they were for the East, like, why shouldn't they just get the top seed? Uh, you know, they could just come in cold and then get the fourth seed, then they got to play, uh, you know, like, whatever team is going to be ranked fifth. I don't know. It's, it's just... It, it, it's fine. I'm, I'm not going to be mad about it or anything. It was just something I, I wasn't that much for. But it, it gets more competitive hockey going. It gets the juices flowing a little bit better for those four teams. So at, at the end of the day, it's probably a better thing. It's going to get uh, everybody equally prepared for the actual play in, or the actual playoff matchups. Excuse me. Yeah, for sure. And how long do you think it's going to take for teams to start getting to their full potential, their full uh, ability when it comes to being on the ice? Well, you got to hope that you know these guys are high level athletes, making millions of dollars. You got to hope that they're doing the training at home that they need to do. So, assuming that they're doing that, getting back on the ice, getting back into the groove of things, uh, really just I think a couple, you know, that get through the exhibition games, and then for the round robin teams, after a game or two, and for the play in matchups, same thing after a game or two against the team you're playing. I think people will be pretty close to full speed if they're going to get there anytime soon, because um, like they've been they've been preparing and skating, you know, for the last couple of weeks, and the groups have been getting a little bit bigger and bigger. So, I would assume that it's it's not too long, and when it comes time for the actual playoff part, everyone's good to go. I was talking to some family members about the NHL schedule once it was released a couple a week last week, a couple weeks ago, whatever yeah. it was, uh, and me and my dad were talking. How cool would it be if instead of the COVID numbers spiking, they just pretty much diminish and just disappear? And we were able to attend some of these events. Like, how cool would it be to go to Toronto and pay, I don't know, 200 bucks and see three, four NHL games in one day? Uh, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. That's like a little event that happens here um, in, in Detroit, the without drawing blank on the Great Lakes Invitational. There we go. So, you know, yep. college hockey thing, play a couple games a day. Uh, so that like that would be like fantastic because you're just getting to watch all this hockey, uh, just paying one price. I'm all for it. Yeah, for sure. And my dad was even talking about what if this is a direction that they look to go. And uh, instead of having games in 15 different cities every night, you see four, six, maybe even eight teams fly to one city on one night and have multiple games going on in that one city. And they, they do that. They jump around to different cities because COVID isn't just going to disappear like we hope. And, you know, we see two hub cities right now for the NHL. We're probably not going to be able to go to every single arena right away once the uh, next season starts. No chance. So what if they start doing more hub cities and you see, I don't know, four, six, eight teams play in one city every night. Fans maybe, you know, they start... uh, Making it so every every other seat or maybe every two seats are are vacant and fans can go see I don't know two three games a night. I think that would be absolutely awesome and it's just speculation. We have no idea what's happening, uh, but I I think it's a really cool idea that the NHL could most definitely make a lot of money with. Oh, that could be very cool. It could be fun. Uh, you know, when it comes to next season, I you know I'd prefer that everyone's playing their home rink and everyone can go to the home rink. But odds are it's probably not happening. I'd still be surprised if fans could go. I know fans aren't going to any point in this playoffs. I'd be surprised if they can go any point next season. So, really, at the end of the day, whatever the hell it takes to give me hockey, give me hockey. Yeah, for sure. And Gary Bettman stated in his uh, 
know, press conference meeting that we, we first saw that he's hoping the semifinals and the Stanley Cup finals, or the conference finals, excuse me, and the Stanley Cup finals uh, would take place in the respective cities of the um, home team or, or, you know, just the teams because yeah. he likes the idea of hockey coming back and having the hub cities, but he does want there to be a home ice advantage, especially when it gets towards the end of the playoffs. So it would be cool to see that. But right now we got to stick it out with Toronto and maybe Edmonton. But, yeah. uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And it's, it's just going to be a lot of fun coming up very soon. I'm super excited for just nonstop hockey pretty much every day. Oh, yeah, same. I Just looking at that schedule that we were talking about just a few minutes ago, that, that's what really got the juices flowing. Mm-hmm, most definitely. Chase, before we uh, start to close out this episode, let's talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning and specifically the round-robin matchups. I want to get some predictions. I know we, we still are at least a week out. Not very good with you know math and scheduling no, right now. No, we were not. But uh, let's let's talk about the round robin matchups. Talk about what we could see, what could happen, and let's give some predictions. What do we think are going to happen with the Tampa Bay Lightning? Are we going to get the first seed? Are we going to get the fourth seed? What are you thinking? So we've got the Philadelphia Flyers, the Washington Capitals, and the Boston Bruins. Our first matchup is against Washington on August third. What are your thoughts on that matchup? See, just, you know, go, going in cold, we haven't seen these guys play in months, so it's, it's so hard to just, like, give a prediction. Based on pure talent, like, I think Tampa Bay is the best roster in the National Hockey League, so I don't think it's really a question. which is like, oh, looking at the roster, they're going to win the Stanley Cup. But that's just that's not how it works, especially in hockey. It's not how it works. So I really don't know. Uh, just going in cold, I would say the team that they would want to play first is Philly because I think Philly's pretty easily the weakest of these four teams. They just got hot at the right times to end up where they were. I think they were going to end up as a bottom seed playoff team, if not even borderline close out of the playoffs, possibly, um, with, with the season wound down the way it was supposed to. But uh, going, going against Washington, it, it'll be a good way to start. It's not going to be an extremely physical game between those two. It'll be uh, more skill-based. It'll help them both really get in the game flow. Where if they're playing the Bruins, the Bruins always play a chippy game. When you're getting, you know, sometimes like some players, they like getting can't until they get into the game too in some sports. But when you're just skating back, playing a game for the first time, it's good to get your systems down, good to get your chemistry back going. So Washington is not the worst case scenario for game one. Uh, I think they can, they can beat them. I think they're the better team, but like, who knows? Yeah, most definitely, and I would agree with you with the uh, the Philly statement, thinking that Philly would definitely be the team we want to f- verse first, and I I think it's going to be a, a tough slate because we've got Washington first, then Boston, and then Philly's last, and I don't think Florida's a bad team, but they're the team we get in the exhibition matchup. I don't think that's the team we want, and then having to go into those two really tough games – I think it could be hard sailing, but I think once we once we get our feet under us, once we get our skates under us, I think uh, we'll do a little better. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got that like third round robin seed. Uh, obviously, wouldn't be surprised if we get that first, but I think we'll be okay no matter what we get because uh, we're not going to get last. Yeah, I I don't think they get last. If so, I mean whatever it is, it is what it is. I still think they can beat every single team in the NHL on any given night. So I'm not too concerned. Uh, I, I would prefer the top seed. It just makes things easier. Even if you are still playing in the top seed, it still just makes things easier. You're playing the weaker opponents in theory. 
So hopefully, you know, it works out in our favor. Yeah, most definitely. And I want to look at possibly who we may be playing. Obviously, there's so much that goes into that, so we have no clue. But what are your thoughts on the team you would least like to face when it comes to the first round of the playoffs? So are you most afraid of the Columbus Blue Jackets? We have some nightmares with them. Or is it another team in the East? Based on pure roster, it's the, it's the Penguins. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin. Still got Matt Murray, Tristan Jari, and Chris Tang on the back end. Jake Kensel's going to be back and healthy. So they're obviously the team I'm most worried about in the East. And then second, even though the Maple Leafs love to choke in the playoffs, uh, it, they're, they're still a super talented roster and should be healthy. And Austin Matthews just takes over the game whenever he wants and can do some disgusting things on the ice. So those are the two teams I'm worried about. Sure, you got those nightmares with Columbus, but this is a completely different Columbus team. This roster is so vastly different. Uh, I really think the like all those playing teams. I really think the only ones that have a realistic, true chance to beat us are the Penguins and the Maple Leafs. But I mean, we know from last year that that doesn't matter. Yeah, most definitely. So we'll have to see what happens. We've got eight days, nine days from when we're recording, but eight days when this is released until we get hockey back. We are back and ready to continue to produce some content for you guys, ready to talk some Tampa Bay Lightning games, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, Chase, that's pretty much it for the end of the episode. Let's do a poll now. Uh, We haven't done one of these in a while. We have not. Yeah, so our poll for this week is, will the extended break turn out to be beneficial or harmful to the Lightning this playoff season? So it'll be just a beneficial and then harmful options. Uh, Let us know what you think, why it's going to be good, why it's going to be bad. You can raise concerns on both sides. You know, just like we, we want to hear your input. Uh, so go make sure to check that out on our Twitter at Bulls Broadcast. Retweet it to all your followers and just get in on the action. Yeah, most definitely. And let us know in the comments specifically why you picked what you did pick. Uh, but that's pretty much going to do it. Uh, no, just kidding. How could I forget hockey name of the day, dog? Yeah, how could you forget hockey name of the day? I don't know, dog. All right. Um, let's scroll down. You want to give that a shot? I don't even know how to say the team name, let alone the name. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty good on the first name. So, uh, it's – I don't want to say Ilya because I'll sign, sound American. But Ilya. Ilya. Yeah. Uh, and then Prosker Yakov. I mean, Prosker Yakov, but pretty, pretty much, yeah, close, pretty similar. I usually say the O a little bit deeper in a lot of these rush names. But yeah, Ilya Prosteryakov, he uh, is a goalie, actually, from Russia, as you could, you know, somehow imagine, uh, playing this upcoming season in the VHL, which is, you know, their version of the American Hockey League, for Uyghur County Manisysk, or Manisysk, I always struggle with these Russian names for teams. I could do good with, with player names, but team names are always just look like someone falls asleep on the keyboard. Yes. Uh, but he's coming off of a solid season in the KHL. Uh, you know, the KHL is a, a low-scoring league. So these numbers would be great in the NHL, but they're just solid in the KHL. 18 games with HK Sochi last year, uh, two, three, six goals against with a 906 save, went four, seven, and four. So you know with those numbers and that record, you see that it's really nothing like crazy impressive. You know he's a solid goalie, 33 years old. Uh, he's never played in North America. He's not coming over anytime soon. Just uh, you know it was a pretty happy name for me to come across for the first time for Hockey Game of the Day in so long. Just those 
bunch of random letters in a row, you know? Exactly. You love to see it. So that's it. That's it for the episode. Man, it's been uh, kind of a weird one. Kind of mm-hmm. have to get back in the groove for the Bullets broadcast. It's been quite a while, but say hey, we're going to be back better than ever. Uh, a lot of content coming your way. We'll see you guys next Monday. Chase, let's lead it out with an outro. Now, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to go on Patreon, on Patreon we would really appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's different price points for different rewards. Uh, you get a lot of access to exclusive content. Uh, we've been producing content during, like, all the uh, members of the Hockey Packs Network have been producing content during quarantine that has gone on there, uh, as well as during the season two. So get in on that action. You know, go ch- check out everything going on on our Patreon. We really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. That's at Bolts Broadcast. You can see our polls. You get updates about any shows, any Tampa Lightning news you're looking for. You'll find it right there. While you're at it, check out the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That is at HockeyPodNet. Make sure you get in on all the giveaways that are happening. Uh, check out anything, any new updates within the network. You know, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening during this playoff time and this, our upcoming season too. So just be on the lookout and be really excited for what's coming up. Uh, make sure to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts right there. Boom, just click the logo. Takes you to the SoundCloud link. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. DM us, tweet at us, however you got to reach out to us. Just, you know, let us know what you're thinking. 